Esther 4.14. If you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will come to the Jewish people from another place, but you and your father's family will be destroyed. Who knows? Perhaps you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. I'm so grateful that you were tuning in today. Let's talk about not growing weary. Pretty much a fancy word of let's not get tired. Let's stay on the journeys for what God has allowed us to be on. Whether he caused it or he allowed us, either way, he's with us. So let's talk about it together. Hey there and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon, your host, and I'm so grateful that you are tuning in and that you are here. I am very passionate for each woman to have an anchor. Did you know that that is even a possibility? Girl, scooch in, listen to this one more time. You have an anchor. We are never, ever, ever without hope. What joy and peace we can therefore go into any battle into any season, knowing that there is guaranteed victory in Christ on the other side. So this podcast is built to encourage you and to equip you with reading God's word as we do life going in millions of different directions, wearing so many different hats, but with an anchor together. Thanks so much for listening. Okay, so who has been to a dinner, a brunch, just a coffee at your kitchen table and someone was sharing, uh, maybe it was even just a prayer call, and someone was sharing great scripture, um, hopeful um, statements to you that you're going to get through this. You're we're going to make you're going to make it, and God is there with you. And things that you know, you biblically know, you know the scripture. You're you're grateful for the prayer, but you were just really in the pit. You're just really going through, or this extended circumstance is just hitting a little bit differently after year five versus first six months. And you don't just want to hear another trite statement, another quick Passover band-aid to the situation, but how do you actually walk through? How do we actually pull Bible and apply it? You know, the best way to study the Bible that I've, I was taught um, through discipleship and, 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 my mentor still teaches now is just this inductive piece where it's not just it's not just observing and interpreting the Bible. It's not just reading and, and cherry picking scriptures, and and a, and just like a bomb applying it to your circumstance. But it's actually really flushing it out. You know, to to read the hope of Christ at the mountaintop feels a little bit differently when you're in the pit, right? Um, So I don't just want this conversation of not growing weary to just be, hey, just get over it. Hey, just, you know, to pacify, you'll be okay. But my heart really is for you to not grow weary because of a greater source. It's not just a muscle through, you know, just pull yourselves up by your own bootstraps, but it is truly a solution in Christ, a solution without a solution. And what I mean is, this is not just one more, um, this statement sounds good. You know, I read different Instagram posts or Facebook posts, and while it sounds great to give somebody this, this great statement, I mean, is it actually factual? Is it actually guaranteed? So I want something that I can take to the bank, whether I'm taking it to the bank when I'm 90, or I'm taking it to the bank when I'm in heaven, or I'm taking it to the bank next week. 
I don't necessarily need to see the fruition of my hope. I want to know I have hope and we have an anchored hope in Jesus Christ. So our not growing weary, our ability to thrive in spite of our circumstance is available to you. I don't just want this to be some other empty, super inflated statement about you're going to be okay. No friend, literally, if you are anchored and if you are connected as a branch to a thriving, blossoming tree, when you look at its roots, they're super um, extended all the way to the sidewalk and its trunk is nice and hardy and its other branches that are actually still connected have, uh, have leaves and fruit that's blossoming. If you're that branch that's sitting next to that tree, I'm telling you in Christ, you have the ability to be connected and thrive just like those other branches in spite of your circumstance. I wrote a devotional, a 40 day devotional for this purpose because we're not guaranteed that we won't suffer. That was never the promise of Jesus. I know that this is, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, I'm I'm guilty of it. We kind of falsely market Jesus that come to Jesus, your life is going to be fixed and it's going to be better. Well, I don't know that. It it may not be on this side of of heaven or it it might not be for 10 years. It might not be for five years. Who knows when you're going to come around the bend and see transformation, but I promise you there will be transformation and it's going to start within you. Change starts only in one, which is you. That's the only person you can control. And then through your change, through your transformation and your courageous ability to walk faithfully in whatever God is calling you to, then your life will begin to radiate into other people's lives or to just who and what God has called you to do. So as we're talking about not growing weary, this is not just a generalized statement. Y'all, this is actual scripture that we're about to read. But just pulling from what I first read in Esther, um, studied Esther back in October. I'll actually connect it to the show notes from those, uh, those prior episodes. And in the statement that Mordecai made in Esther 4.14, Mordecai was the elder cousin to Queen Esther, and Esther was uh, was Jewish, but no one knew she was Jewish, and God elevated her to this position that she needed to be in at the time that she needed to be in it. Um, Haman had created this whole master plan for his own selfish purposes, and he was going to annihilate the Jewish population through this edict that he crafted and used King Azariah as her husband's um, signet ring to, you know, to move it forward. So Mordecai is pleading, begging, hey, Esther, girl, I know I told you not to share who you were, but it's time. Okay. Okay. It's the ball has got to be moving. And she was scared. She was like, uh, I don't know if I can, I can die. And she was going through all of the things of why she couldn't. Well, God is like, okay, I know why you think you can't, but I actually put you, I put you in this place, in this journey at this time, in the circumstance, in this year, in the city, in this neighborhood, in this school, in this job, with this husband, with these kids, et cetera, et cetera. Let's, let's make this be about your life for a second. That for perhaps for such a time as this, you were supposed to be here. 
maybe it's not just your trial, your, your difficulty. Maybe there is a greater story that God is pinning in your life for someone down the line that you may never meet or you may never see, or maybe they're in the four walls of your house and your legacy will go out through them, through your children, through your husband, through friend. There, there is a greater story that your trial, your pit fits in. And that is hope. That is hope. I am pretty sure as we just came off and celebrated Martin Luther King's um, legacy, I am pretty sure that none of the civil rights movement was just for them in their period on, on earth, but it was for those blacks that were going to come after them. It was for a greater legacy, a greater purpose. Well, your story, I'm saying This is not just a trite statement. This is an inflated hope in Jesus Christ that your story has purpose and a greater story. Your trial, your circumstance, that betrayal, that rebellious kid, that special needs child, that cheating husband, that failed job, that failed expectation, that difficult parent, that trauma. I'm saying fill in the blank. God never wastes anything. Your life has purpose. Your story has purpose. This trial has purpose. And we cannot grow weary. We need to keep planting and staying on the journey because we have not only a hope, but we have help. God has given you this assignment, friend. And your your assignment is, is twofold. It's to plant and shine God's light. Yeah, you might look pretty crazy to the rest of the world. They're like, how is your hair put together? How do you have makeup on? How do you look halfway decent? How are you smiling? How do you have peace? How do you have joy? Jesus, you, as long as you're abiding, and and it's really a fancy word to say remaining, as long as you are remaining with Jesus or conforming to Jesus, remaining connected, abiding with Jesus, you have hope. That's why we're never without hope because of the light of Jesus Christ. So this temporary despair is one that we still can have hope simultaneously. Yes, you're at that gravesite. Yes, you're at that hospital bed. Yes, you are on your knees, prostrate even, crying and begging God to help pull you out of this. And I'm saying even in that worst, you have hope. So do you trust God with this disruption to your plans? Do you have community? This is another very important question for you to assess your life. As we're gonna read um, in, in Galatians, um, it's, it's Galatians 6, as we're gonna read, well, we're gonna read um, verses seven through 10, but in verse two, it says that we're to bear each other's burdens. We're not just going through just for ourselves, and, and just for our little, you know, four walls that we're to bear one another's burdens. So Galatians 6, I want to briefly read verses 7 through 10. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a person sows, he will also reap. Because the one who sows to his flesh will reap destruction from the flesh. But the one who sows to the spirit will reap eternal life from the spirit. Let us not get tired. There's that not growing weary. Doing good. For we will reap, there's the hope, at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. So you will reap goodness. You will reap 
gladness. You will reap peace if you do not leave this path. If you stay planting, because again, it said God cannot be mocked. God is not a liar. God is faithful. God is true. God is greater than your circumstance. He sits outside of your circumstance. He sees your circumstance. He saw every single one of my, he sees, sees, saw all of my circumstances in 1981 when he allowed me to be born. So why was I born in 1981 to Marshall and Benita Hudson with sisters Dawn and Taryn in Grand Rapids, Michigan? I mean, all of this greater reason and the why could have completely shifted if I would have been born in a whole other country in 50 years before I was born, in 100 years before I was born, in a different location to a different family. Why and why there is a greater story going on. And we don't want to leave that story. You know, I feel like as I'm shifting to weariness, drifting rather, drifting to weariness, it's because somehow I shifted to me and not to Jesus. And John 3, 3, excuse me, John 3, 30, John the Baptist says that, you know, as they're like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, you're not even getting fame anymore. He's trying to take your clout and et cetera. And, And John is like, I must decrease for him to increase. He knew his purpose. He knew his time. He knew his season. And he knew who was coming and who was coming was greater than him. So do you know your assignment? Do you know your time? Do you know who's greater? So we must decrease so we do not drift. So we can increase Christ. So let's shift. So we're going to decrease so we don't drift and allow Christ to increase. So we're going to shift. And this allows us to not grow weary. We do not want to forget the why, even if we do not know the how, the logistical how. God will how. God will how. You know, I have 21 questions every single day. But to start with God, I don't know what's going to happen today. I don't know what phone call. I don't know what I'm going to experience when I walk out this house. God, I'm concerned about this child. I'm concerned about my parent. I'm concerned about my husband. God, I don't know, but you know. When our default comes, becomes Jesus and his control and his omnipotence with us, his omniscience, his omnipresence, all of it, he's all powerful. He's all knowing. And he's ever present. I mean, it's almost like, why would I need to figure it out? God knows. So I'm going to just be faithfully obedient where God has called me. So friend, I pray that this is truly encouraging you as I am going through my own situations every single day. But even in this specific season, I really felt called to share um, this greater hope. That it's not just this trite, inflated, just, yeah, it'll be fine. But I really wanted to share that, man, do you trust God with this? And here's how you can trust God with it. It's not your story. It's God's. Your job, again, is to plant and to shine his light and to remain connected. Those are your three things. So this week, how are you going to plant yourself in the word of God? I've been asking everybody and I'm asking you, what are you reading in the Bible? I mean, I'm a leisure reader too, so that's, you can share that too. (laughs) That's fine. But what are you reading in the Bible? What Bible plan are you reading? How are you going to shine his light in your home today? Let's not even just think big picture for all 2023. I'm saying today, how can you shine the light of God? 
you know, Joyce Meyer, I think this was probably about four or five years ago, and it's transformed me since. She said that every single day she gets up and she says, who or what can I bless? Like what organization, she always says, or what person in my home? She shared this really funny story about this person she was getting coffee from. Who, she was at Starbucks, I think, and, and the person who was making her coffee. And she didn't want to. She was being disobedient, ended up leaving with her coffee, having to come back. Anyways, the point is, it was hilarious. And it was just such a great encouragement to remember that even in my pit, even in in my trials, I can still be a light to somebody else. And that's what Galatians 2 says. It's, I mean, it's, it's to fulfill the law of Christ for us to still share his gospel to, if we're only shining light when we're on the mountain, man, you're going to miss so much, right? There's so many pockets that we are still called in the chaos, in the uncertainties that we're still called to peace and hope and joy in Christ, It doesn't have to all work out well for me to smile and not fake smile, but truly smile from inside of my spirit. So again, how are you going to plant this week? How are you going to shine his light? And then how are you going to remain connected this week? Again, I don't even want to talk big picture. I just, this week, today, how are you going to remain connected to Christ? Maybe the Holy Spirit is calling you to some quiet time and you're like, oh, Brittany, I don't have any quiet time. I'm too busy or I'm running at speed. Then something has to move. You need to create margin. There's no room for excuses. We all have time. It's just a matter of what do you do with your time? So what needs to come off of your docket that is replaceable for what is irreplaceable, which is Jesus? So how are you going to plant? How are you going to shine God's light this week, today? And then how are you going to remain connected to Christ? Friend, I am praying for you. I'm reading for you. I'm cheering for you. I'll talk to you next week. And next week we have my dear friend Nadine is we're shifting courageous radiance for the last week to courageous parenting. I'll talk to you soon.